0: Welcome to the Habibis Podcast, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I am your host, Rami Ismail and uh, with me here today are...
1: Fawzi Masmore. And Osama Darius. Fawzi, what have you been doing this week? <laughs>
0: um... It's like that we're kicking the ball already. We're like, I don't know. Fawzi goes first. <laughs>
2: you gotta put me on the spot um, luckily I've, I've i've come to know that there's a podcast happening today so I've, I've thought of <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing some video games wow i played a couple so i continued to play uh, hitman 3 uh, what a game that is um i spoke i spoke at links about my shenanigans in that game last week so i'm not gonna maybe i'll bore you with one more story Go so I'm it. at this club in Berlin, <laughs> <laughs> and I find this, uh, this drug dealer outfit. And of course, I immediately um, uh, uh, you know, I, I follow the drug dealer to his corner where he's supposed to um, sell me stuff. And then I kill him, and I take <laughs> his outfit. And now I'm the drug dealer. And then I find out that I can basically approach almost anyone in the club. And I was basically go like, yo, you want to score? And then I go like, yes. And they follow me to the corner. <laughs> and then I murder them and I steal their outfits. And then eventually, <laughs> like by, I think, f- 20 minutes in, there's like in that corner where the, all the drug shenanigans are supposed to happen. <laughs> it's just a heaping pile of bodies. <laughs> and like 25 different disguises. Like, I'm going to be a technician now. I Just like wander into my, like, my pyramid of dead people. And oh, pick no. the, the outfit I want and just go and do the thing. <laughs> That's that so thinking. dark. That,
0: that level was really good. Yeah, man. I never entered the club in my playthrough. Huh. Uh, I, st- I stayed outside for the entire mission, and there was one point where I was on the roof of the club. Wow. And uh, took somebody out from up there. <laughs> but I never actually entered the club. So for me, the party that's happening in the club is a mystery.
2: Huh. Wow. Hmm.
0: Like I heard it from the outside, you know, with the sort of like muffled way you hear a party from the outside, but I never went inside. So everybody talking about that mission is great to me because I'm just <laughs> like, wow, that party must have been, that's a good party in there.
2: Man, that's a quite, a, like I went immediately into the club. Like I didn't know that there was a parameter outside of the club until like way later into the mission. Cause like, I thought I killed everybody. Where are the other people? And then like, I was like, oh, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's half, half the level is outside of the club actually.
0: I just didn't want to help the guy with his, uh, with his um, allergy pills.
2: Ah, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, no, I ain't helping you with that, buddy. So I had to find <laughs> another way. I had to find another way into the building.
2: That makes sense. No, I really wanted to help him. Uh, the, the, I also played the mission that you spoke about last week with the like murder mystery.
0: Right. That's just brilliant. Like The right. whole
2: thing is, I play an entire game like that, you know? <laughs>
0: Just a good Knives Out game.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knives Out game. Like every level is like another murder mystery. It's like this Agatha Christie kind of like scenario unfolding. and I'm trying to figure it out. All want to frame it to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. I, I totally see like how the studio became the studio that is going to make the next James Bond.
1: Well, if you're going to give it to one studio, I mean, yeah, they're definitely the studio that could make the James Bond movie. They're already making the James... Sorry, the James Bond game. They're already making a James Bond game. It's just a, the license that you slap onto it. It's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, totally. I, um, I I now use IOI for anything where I see ridiculous architecture that just looks too good to not plan a murder on. Uh, Amazon just announced their new HQ somewhere. <laughs> I saw that. It's just like this this glass fire with a forest on the outside going up along the building oh. i was like wow this yes. is good level design i want to play, yes. play this and the
2: agent 47 there please yes
0: <laughs> deploy tar- him over there your target is a retired ceo at the top of the building <laughs> no, no. things just uh, got real all right
2: <laughs> so this other game that i was playing. <laughs> It, so was, it, was,
0: it was fun until one of the Habibis got arrested.
2: <laughs> it's about to happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, The other game I was playing is uh, it's called The Medium. Mm. All right. Uh, I think that uh, came out recently as well. Like It, it launched immediately into Game Pass. Uh, it's from a, a team called Blooper, uh, Blooper Studios. It's up in Poland it's just so cool man like the the polish game they've seen i'm so happy to see like th- this many amazing games coming out of there
0: it's so nice
2: it's like really kudos cool. like you know like you could tell like when like a, a massive studio kind of opens up and hits great success how it kind of like creates an ecosystem in the country and then a bunch of studios open up and then that country becomes like a powerhouse to releasing right quality video games
0: yeah, I mean, that's also, that's always been my strategy, right? In these past 10 years, I've traveled around the world trying to meet developers. And every country I go to, I always try to find like who is the, and I hate the word, but who is like the hero team yeah. that can really like start helping this community grow, start bringing in money, start bringing in resources, network connections. And Poland is such a prime example of that, with not just um, a CD Project. The Sword of mine
2: a, came out of Poland, I think. Great, I love bit, and yeah. that's like one of my, you know, one of my favorite video games ever. It's just a fantastic game all around. Um, anyway, to, to come back to, um, to yeah. the medium, what kind the of medium? Is it? Which is the game I'm playing? Um, it's <laughs> an, it's an, it's an adventure horror game. So like, think of Silent Hill meets The Longest Journey, in some way, okay. and you can tell like the team like big fans of the of the Silent Hill uh, franchise. So like. Um, There's a lot of uh, love letters to the genre coming through this game. There's fixed camera angles in an entirely 3D game, very reminiscent of Silent Hill. Um, They managed to get um, the original composer from the Silent Hill games, Akira Yamaoka, to uh, record the song and some of the soundtrack for this game, which is pretty interesting. And I think the character design is the part that reminds me a lot of The Longest Journey. The 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 reason why I call it adventure game is that there's not there's no combat really you know you just uh, travel around spooky areas discover spooky things and get spooked for the most part and, <laughs> and solve spooky puzzles along the way so you play as Marianne who is um, you guessed it a medium and um, she has the ability to kind of uh, communicate with the spirit world hmm. so a lot of the gameplay sometimes like once you need to communicate with the spirit world for the gameplay reasons. Uh, the screen is split in half and now your con- uh, one side is the real world and the other side of the spirit world and both characters are uh, the both versions of you of marianne um they're they're mapped to the same controller so as you move the left stick both characters move in their rep- uh, like respective parts of the screen and interact with the different versions of the same well, world
0: that's really clever
2: just pretty cool
0: it's a cool mechanic do, do they manage to use it well
2: So there are a bunch of elements in which, so like, you know, um, there are some elements that you do in the real world that affect what's going on in the spirit world and vice versa. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll find um, a path in the real world uh, blocked, but it's open in the spirit world. So you do something they call the outer body experience in which you're just controlling yourself in the spirit world. And you can only do that for an amount of time before you have to snap back to reality kind of thing. Um, Right. it, It... it's a lot of this like i'll do this here to help the other part of me do this there um, right overall, so i'm like, curious fun, yeah go ahead
1: because you're you're saying there's no combat is there a fail state because i can't imagine a horror game without a fail state
2: yeah i mean like sometimes the, the some scary stuff chase you and if you don't run away oh, in, a, in the way that you're supposed to run away you hit a game over screen and then you gotta restart, which I find a little bit frustrating, to be honest. Yeah, like those right. those sections, they're kind of like, yeah, ha- they have to go through the motions. You know, it's it's kind of yeah. like um, a set piece that you have to follow through to the end. They're they're, they're cool for what they are, but they can get a bit frustrating. The, yeah. right. the, can, there there are can, stealth sections, and if yeah. you get spotted, you get game over, and then you gotta start again.
1: So I, I feel like I understand why they're doing that. And I haven't played the game, so I'm not commenting on the game directly. Mm. But I feel like every time you have to replay a scene, it just makes it that much less terrifying and less impactful. So it's almost in the game's uh, interest or the designer's interest to make you not have to repeat things. Exactly. It, right? That kind of robs you of that uh, momentum, right?
2: Exactly. If like, you know, like the, the stakes, the stakes uh, disappear and it becomes going like, oh, I need to now fail as many times as I need to, to figure out this exact pattern and then repeat this pattern. Then, you know, the initial fright or atmosphere that you've built kind of, you know, goes disappears. away and it becomes something in the way of you progressing right. in the game.
0: Okay. So the medium, uh, it, sound, it sounds like you, I mean, are you done? Is it a long game?
2: Uh, I'm not done. I think I'm halfway through uh, so far. Uh, what I like about I like the setting. I like that it's um, a Silent Hill homage. And I like that you know, the team are, are using Polish settings as well as part of their, uh, part of where the game takes place as well. So there's a little bit of inside information kind of from the team that's building the game, putting a little bit of themselves in it. I like that. It's a bit slower pace than, it, uh, than I find it needing to be. So I think it's interesting. It's on Game Pass for free. So if you have Game Pass, definitely check it out. What about yeah. you? Um Rami, what have you played?
0: I, I had a great week. Like I, I cannot emphasize how good this week was. And sadly awesome. I can't talk about what was good about this week. I played a little bit of Destiny. Um uh-huh. to to you did you know, just keep up to date. And um I played what's what's it called? The new um car combat game. Destruction Oscars. Destruction All Stars. Mm. I played Destruction All Stars.
2: What is it exactly? I don't don't know anything about it.
0: Imagine if you played back in the days these sort of like car combat games, but not the ones with guns, right? Not Twisted Metal metal. per se. More Destruction Derby.
2: Ah, okay. Right,
0: you're just crashing cars into each other, Mm -hmm. Um, and you mix that with um, an action platformer. Okay. You kind of get what the game is. Uh, There's a big arena. Everybody controls a character, a sort of hero character that they can run around the level in and like jump on things and collect shards. But they can also hop in a car and there's just cars around the level. Oh. And then when they hop in a car, they can race around, they can uh, wreck each other, they can hit the people running around and they score points that way. And you know what? It These are hard games to make, right? Yeah. Car combat games are hard games to make. Action platforms are hard games to make to mix them together seems like a really hard uh, game to make but the thing that really gets to me is the haptics oh yeah right wow. the new playstation 5 controller has this very improved sense of haptics and it means that you can address the uh, the triggers specifically in in very interesting ways and they, they really use that in that game if you accelerate the, hap- the the right trigger might get stuck at a certain point before you can push through and really like give Full acceleration, the brake responds differently. My favorite thing as your car is falling apart, you, you genuinely feel the engine like chugging along in your controller. Not the way you would feel it with, you know, like old rumble where your controller just starts rumbling. No, it really feels like in your controller is an engine that is like, that's cool, you know, a gear is falling off.
2: Ah. All right, hear me out. How about if you throw a giant ball and two goals <laughs> into that thing?
0: Nobody would believe that. <laughs>
2: cars on soccer, nobody's going to want to play that.
0: No, nobody wants to play that. No, right. uh, you know what I think, though? Cars and badminton. Now that's where it's
2: <laughs> going. One of uh, those like, cars that jump up and down, you know, like in the hip hop video. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm still, I downloaded the game. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to trying it. Because I, I do the, I'm sure you do the same exercise you're all game developers of. When you hear a pitch for a game, you kind of like half design it in your mind. <laughs> to try to see how like how you would approach this and this one i just came up i won't say blank but i'm like I, I don't know i don't know how i would approach a game where you could be both in a car and not in a combat that just seems like two completely different games so i'm really curious to see what they did and to get a feel of if it works or not so right
0: yeah. it's it's smooth enough but you know uh, in terms of games that was really it for me like i just i didn't have a lot of time what what did you play osama was oh. there was there a big game for you um,
1: a lot of continuation on games for me. So, um, uh, I played... are you still
0: at the are you still at the thing with Cyberpunk?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm I did the thing with the stuff. Cool. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it more as as it's going by. I don't think I I, I like I don't know. We'll see. There's still time. But I don't know if I'm gonna love it as much as um, Fauzi loved it. But I like it. Um, I made a little bit more progress in Days Gone. I'm just enjoying that game. I don't think I'm ever going to really finish that game. I'm just going to keep it on the side and just jump in for a couple of missions here or there. I like the atmosphere. I, came, I went really far in Cyber Shadow. Uh, last week, I think I said I, I beat two bosses. This time, I beat like seven bosses. And um,
0: Do you feel better about the game now? Or is it still... The
1: game is excellent. Um, the it's really It feels really good. But, and there are a few buts. The first but is, as I mentioned um, last week, in last week's podcast, it didn't have the charm of, uh, of uh, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. But I found out that it's because it's not actually developed by Yacht Games. So it's developed by someone else and published by Yacht Games. And that actually oh, wow. makes a lot more sense now. Um, so as their first outing, I assume it's their first outing. I actually don't know the, the dev team that, that worked on it. Uh, it's a solid game. I'm enjoying it, but I think I'm done with it because I hit a really hard, that's the other but, a really hard uh, difficulty spike where I went from, this is difficult, I try three, four times, um, and then I, I pass it to, uh, oh, the spikes instantly kill me now. Everything instantly kills me now. I have to be perfect every time I go through. And uh, when before the checkpoints felt uh, fair, now they feel they're like too far apart. So okay. I, I enjoyed it. It was good while it lasted you know diminishing returns at this point if that makes sense um, right i still recommend it uh, especially for people who like you know those hard like really difficult challenge games it's solid platforming i really like the the power-ups that you get later uh, there's one in particular that i wish they built the game around where it's like the spinning blade is tethered to you and moves around kind of like a yo-yo and in my mind i'm like this should have been the game, like Yo-Yo Nights, <laughs> almost Yo-Yo like, Ninja, yeah, Yo-Yo Ninja, exactly. Um, I don't know. I like. I think they could have done a lot with that mechanic. I haven't seen it anywhere else, and it was really fun to try to like move in the air to get the the saw blade to move in different directions to hit things before I got there. It's a solid game. I enjoyed it even for, even oh. last week. I mentioned that it was really good. The disappointment came from the the theme uh, that persists, but it's good despite that. Uh, I played something else actually. I also played uh, "Unto the End," which I think came out either oh. end of last year or beginning of this mm-hmm. year. It came out a couple of months ago. I was a little bit disappointed, if I'm perfectly honest. I really like. I thought as soon as, you know when you start a game and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get into this. This is my this is my jam." Uh, this game kind of gave me the vibes of uh, "Out of This World." You know, those, the, the old game or mm-hmm. uh, Another World? Like, he gave me that that vibe. And I'm like, yes, I want to play this. And honestly, it, it hit those notes. It, it's like that uh, crossed with Limbo. That's that's how I would describe the game. Because, like, it teaches you everything through death. Like, you're going to stumble on a thing, die, and then reload on a checkpoint not too far away so you don't feel like it hurt too much. And then try it again. The difference in this game, the part that I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm done is I'm a, I'm a fighting game player. I, I love combat in games, and I couldn't figure out the combat in this game. I don't, like, <laughs> it's like they're, okay. I I can read anticipation frames. Like I know what it, when a character is about to do a thing and I know how to counter it. Like I can, I have very good parry timing. I play Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Um, the problem is when I have tools at my disposal and I have an enemy that everything you just taught me, the tools don't work against them. So after, I mean, I played through. I played for a couple of hours. It's, not, it's apparently not even a short game. But there's literally this one combat sequence that I was like, I'm not trying to beat it. I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying right. to, because a lot of the combat before that, it felt like I was trying, 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 got lucky and got past it. And I wasn't actually getting better at the game. So I'm like, no, no, this one, this is the one where I'm going to just like try to parry everything like before the game gets too hard. And I must have tried it fifty times, and I couldn't do it the proper way. It's punitively difficult, and not in the good way. Not in the I'm going to learn this way. So I maybe it's just me. It could be just my mind doesn't grasp it. Yeah, I, I wish I could. I, I could just get past uh, a few of those difficult spikes and, and see the rest of the game. But uh, so far, I, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't work. For me. I
0: um I had to play it for some jurying last year. Uh, and uh, I, I, I arrived at a pretty similar spot where I'm like, Yeah, this is gorgeous and it starts really well, but it doesn't escalate yeah. in any in any way that, that I enjoyed. Unfortunately. Um I um, I just realized I um I I think Fozy. Yes. Did you watch WandaVision?
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm
1: up Okay.
0: To date. <laughs> okay. Sh- shall we talk WandaVision then real quick? Because I really want to talk WandaVision. Let's Hi. do it we okay. need to give um,
2: everybody like fair spoiler g- warning yes
0: all right so um let's talk up to uh episode four i think by the time this is out it'll be episode six yeah um and i guess we'll just put in the show notes uh if anybody wants to skip this section we'll put in the show notes when we hit the next topic yeah That's
1: That's sound,
0: that sounds good to me this sounds good to me let's yeah. do it almost as professional wow <laughs> um we're figuring this out okay um Wow. Yeah. I I'm I'm blown away. Like I expected something, right? Uh, to I expected something that would be fun. I didn't expect it to be this interesting. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I And I was watching the first
2: place. two episodes. I was like, what the hell is Rami up to? <laughs> <laughs> watching the first two episodes I was like, I, I what's going on? <laughs> right. You know? It was like yeah. this black and white 50s sitcom. And I'm like, yeah, some of these things are funny, but they're spending 30 minutes on this really um, um, boring plot
1: that is going on. Well, wow, I was the other way around. I was hooked from the first 10 seconds. Really? Like, yeah, I I started seeing that, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen to every single word they utter. I'm go, I because I like, you, I mean, I don't know if if you figured out what was happening, but I did right away. I'm like, okay, this is because I read the comics. So I know what Wanda does. Oh, right. wow, like okay. I know right. House of M. So for me, maybe that was the difference. I was like, I know what's happening. Uh, so the, right. the spoiler part of that, which you get hints at later, is that um, this TV, like basically uh, the the episodes, every episode, it goes from a different genre of TV shows, like from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s, that kind of thing. Uh, in the In the comic books, um and how uh, wait should we spoil comic, the comic
0: because it might give mm, it uh, to... might give ends as to what's next so yeah. let's not do that oh. so
1: so there weren't right. that many parallels but it was enough for me to be like i'm gonna like see all the links to the mcu and like you know revel in that so the
0: I... um the way they sort of started unfolding that through the commercials in the middle of the episode that was amazing. And, uh through um, Through bringing in color in I think the second yes. episode yeah yes um, i just I thought the the sort of hints came very in a very beautiful way like mm-hmm. i I enjoyed it because i I knew I know the storyline like Osama, I know the storyline that that is happening, um, but for example i 'm also watching it with my mom, oh, and my mom knows absolutely nothing of Marvel except for that she watched the m c u and i 'm watching it with. My girlfriend, who, besides having watched the entire MCU, also, like, Googles references and, like, tries to keep uh, up to date. Uh, so I've, I've watched this series now with, uh, with three different perspectives, almost. For each of them, the way the, um, the cards fall yeah. mm-hmm. is really, in, like, they balance that so well. And I think that, you know, if, if there's anything impress- impressive about this show, it's that it's just that it works for every group if if you're not if you're not aware of what's happening like like you know like ufos yeah. then the hints become the interesting part i'm guessing exactly. that's where you were going with your story right that's it's like,
2: totally where i was going cuz so that's like I'm, right. I'm definitely like in the same camp as your mom cuz i was like I, I don't know what's going on cuz like i i saw this character in you know the marvel movies and i, I remember when i saw the movie i was like that's it this this character is very interesting and he seems right. to have a lot of powers Dude, why isn't there a movie for these people and then like you know <laughs> i haven't you know I haven't thought about that for a while and then like last night i was like oh i need to watch this because rami's gonna want to talk about it and i, just, yeah. I just sat down and watched the sure whole thing, thing. and that's yeah. like the first two things i was like what's going on and then with the, you know as you said the things coming into color i was like oh okay and then there's the, the, the 10 seconds at the end of the first episodes in which, like, it was a TV on a TV screen, TV show on a TV screen, and in a, in a colored world, uh, the dude right. in the beehive suit coming out of nowhere. That's when it, like, really uh, started coming together. And then by the third episode, I think I finally caught up to you and Osama I was like, oh, I see what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this yeah. is very neat. Wanda is just such an interesting character. Like, mm-hmm. you... you when you write a character with a, a set of powers like hers, where it's just like vaguely defined hex powers, yep. mm-hmm. you kind of end up in this weird situation where it's hard to create a proper enemy yeah. unless you give them the same powers or variations of the same powers, right? Because she can literally bend reality, bend objects, mind control. Like, you kind of come up with it. She can, she can do it. A lot so, of
1: heroes fall into that category, like from DC, where you have the Flash, where almost everyone in the Flash fights is also a speedster, because, you know, how else are they going to keep up with us, right?
0: <laughs> I like the Flash TV series, where it was just like, okay, you know, the, this uh, nuclear power reactor is exploding. How are we How are we going to fix that? It? And it's just like, let's run around it real fast. And it's like, <laughs> um, okay. Well, if yeah, you have a hammer, sure. it's like, you know. P- I love how just everything was just like, okay, we have a problem. Let's run around it real fast. <laughs> up until the point where i think there was like time travel or something it's like yeah just run faster than time and i'm like what i don't i'm not sure this is how but i like that with wanda the suggestion of where the series is it's she's her own enemy yep and i think that is really that's a really interesting sort of direction to take
2: it's a very cool like moral uh, dimension and depth to the character because like when you create a character that is so powerful it's kind of hard to make it all about the combat Right. Or yeah. the fights, or like how they they you know deal with their enemies, and more about how they deal with their own demons.
0: It's it's really fun. Mm. Um, I I just I just love everything the series is doing. And every time I start a new episode, I think, okay, they're gonna slow it down again, right? <laughs> yeah. First first episode barely has anything wrong. Second episode there's like a few hints. Third episode it's just like things are weird, <laughs> and then uh, and then by the fourth episode it's sort of like Unraveled. unravels in exactly. a beautiful way. Yeah, I'm very excited to where they go with it.
2: A Great cast as well. I love the <laughs> acting. And everybody's just incredible. Absolutely. Super
0: versatile. Absolutely.
2: Also, also that. Yeah, really cool.
0: Yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV series. I honestly, I don't spend any time on on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, except for this at this point.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, <laughs> funny enough, like I'm. I'm watching. Um, I'm watching this show on Netflix called uh, "Flavorful Origins." Uh,
0: flavorful origins yes it's uh, it's a,
2: it's 12 minutes of food and it's uh it's mostly about like some really odd dishes in very in various different regions in china mm. uh, okay yeah, like i don't know how much you know like i love food man like i would travel oh. for food <laughs> it's the first thing i do whenever i land in any country i go like all right so what are, what are the what are the best restaurants here uh, and i need of to of course i need to go I there thought,
0: I'm going to sound like such a terrible person, but the first thing I do when I land in a new country is I go get chicken nuggets at McDonald's. (laughs)
2: What? (laughs) Why?
0: So here's the thing. They taste different in every country, and I want to know which country has my favorite chicken nuggets. (laughs) At the moment, it's Poland. Poland has my favorite chicken nuggets. I don't know what to tell you.
2: Poland has the best chicken nuggets.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've traveled the world and so far. Poland has the best chicken nuggets I've had. I, Wait, I don't it's, know, if it's not any Polish. chicken
2: nuggets. It's chicken McNuggets, right? McNuggets. It's chicken
0: yeah. McNuggets, sir. Like, yeah. I
2: don't know if that's something I'm just to be proud Nugs. of,
1: but sure. <laughs> okay. What? Well, Listen, you, you Robbie.
0: <laughs> after that, I go to the restaurants. But the first thing I want to know <laughs> is which place has the best nuggets. Like you have to remember, when I started traveling, I had yeah. no money. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, give me anything to eat, and the nuggets were always cheap, and I could always trust them. Right. I had them build up my my resistance to foreign food. So I go to China, they give me a hundred like a century egg, you know, one of those eggs that's like been buried underground and then like uh what's the word? Deoxidized until they're like black and should have rotten, but they haven't because there's no air. Yeah. Oh. I ate that. Like I was sick for like a week. Oh no. <laughs> well, no. But after that, brave. like, you know, you well, I mean, because I do want to try the foods, but yeah um, the, when I started traveling, the first thing was always what can I eat that's safe? What's can I what can I drink that's safe? So it was nuggets and Coca Cola. Yeah. Um
2: <laughs> it's so funny because on the long run that's not the definition of safety. <laughs>
0: well, it's it's a definition of it's the definition of familiar. Yes, absolutely. Um, so over time I started to realize that they're different everywhere and I ended up eating nuggets everywhere. So what's
1: interesting is that uh I mean I'm I'm from Iraq but I've been living here for 30 years and I went back and visited uh, uh my family um, and my, the food that my mom makes is Iraqi food, right? Like traditional Iraqi food. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I figured that I, there would be no surprises. Um, and there, I remember the first time there was a surprise, a big surprise. Um, it's a dish called, uh, pacha. Uh, which is weird because we don't have the letter P in Arabic, but I think it was borrowed. <laughs> but that's like the only time I've heard Arabs say P properly in the right context, but the, it's a borrowed word for sure from some language somewhere. And what it is, it's a goat's head, a full goat's head. Ooh. Um with everything, like the, the tongue is there, the eyeballs are there, the, <laughs> the brain is there, everything is intact. And it's like the delicacy. It's, so uh, when I went to visit my, my uh, parents, my father's family specifically, because they're, they're farmers, they had me because I was a guest, you know, I, I was from out of town. They had me at the head of the table and the pacha was in front of me. Like, as, like, not as an intimidating, you know, (laughs) uh, godfather type tactic, but because I'm the guest of honor, so I get the best food to them. This is like the delicacy. Um, And I see them, the people who are next to me, because that's how it works. Everyone eats from whatever's in front of them, right? Uh, That's the culture. Um, They're picking at the cheek meat, and it just looked odd to me. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. You know, I'm here. It's meat. Meat is meat. Um, so i took a, a a a little bit from it and it just tasted like dark meat from anywhere else on the body It was actually delicious it was really really good so i was like okay let, let me explore some more i've had to- tongue before so i was like okay i'll try this tongue it was good as well um, sorry if this is getting disgusting for other people but it was actually i had the brain and the brain mm-hmm. didn't taste of anything anything it wasn't bad there was just no flavor it tasted like water like steamed water um and where I drew the line was the eyeball. I could not, for the life of me, like give that a try. Uh the rest was good. It just, you know, it's just that kind of thing that wasn't isn't the type of thing that my mother would easily prepare here. And everything right. else, yeah, like everything else was like similar flavor. She imports spices, she, all that all that stuff. It was like being home, and then there's this goat head in front of me. <laughs>
0: it's but yeah it's the kind of thing that is hard to prepare in in other places right my uh, my grandma would make uh a dove
2: oh yeah that's and
0: right. or or a uh, dove and pigeon and stuff like that and it's just like yeah you can do that there but if you go into a supermarket here and go like do you where are the dead doves <laughs> people are gonna like yeah lady gonna, we're not we're saying mm-mm. um <laughs> And I think the same thing is true for a sheep or a goat set or, you know, whatever, whatever head If you, like, I don't think you can buy that. No, I don't think you can import that either.
1: No,
2: it's a sign of hospitality. <laughs> um, so, right. like, um, you know, like the, the Jordanian national dish is called Mensaf, which is like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever had it, but it's like yes. mm-hmm. one of my favorite foods ever. It's also so hard to come by because the ingredient itself. So uh, Mansaf is like made out of um, saffron rice on top of a very thin layer of uh, bread. And it's um, covered with lamb meat that is cooked in a very specific um, stew. The stew is made out of, uh, we call it jamid. It's basically very dried yogurt. Like it dried and salted to the point that it becomes uh, solid, like a white rock. And you can imagine like how it's the origin of it from the desert, like people just wanted stuff to ca- that can be stored by salting and be carried around easily, right? So yeah. like uh, you you put these rocks in meat stew and then you mix them together for hours. And then you put that stuff on top of the, the rice and the bread and you eat it. And that's a dish that's traditionally eaten by hand. So it's like, you know, a very like uh, occasional point in which like everybody comes together and it's like everybody's having fun and they're like, you know, showing how good they are at eating the rice with their hands and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and occasionally... There will be like um, uh, uh, when like especially if there's a special occasion or like you have somebody incoming coming uh, coming in like a foreigner or something you want to show hospitality, there'll be the sheep's head in the middle of the plate, which <laughs> which can be alarming if you don't give people a heads up, <laughs>
0: at the a, a heads up, really?
2: <laughs> that was not, perfect. I did not mean it that way, but I'll, 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 I'm going.
0: I'm just just happy that the Egyptian national dish is kushari, where we just put like carbs on carbs on carbs (laughs) on carbs. That's it. We just go like, okay, what if we put rice?
1: Macaroni.
0: And then on the rice, we put macaroni. And then on the macaroni, we put chickpeas and lentils. And then on the lentils, (laughs) tomato sauce with a little bit of sambal or like, you know, something chili esque, spicy. And then on top of that, we just put some baked onions. And we just go like, here's the meal. Everybody everybody i bring to egypt everybody that you know i, I want to introduce to egyptian cuisine i make koshidi i give it to them and i go do you want a small plate or a big plate they always go like oh let's get a big plate i'm like you're not gonna finish the big plate and they're like it's rice i'm like yeah it is and then they eat a third of the plate they're like i'm full
2: you're full for three days it's
0: a, right like you don't you don't have to eat anymore. You won't, I mean, you, you want anything anymore. Your body is just like, I, I'm processing. Give me a moment.
2: The thing is about kushari, though, is that every person you I described it to, the way you just did now, they would be like, the hell is this? I don't want That doesn't sound good at all. And then you give it to them and they eat it. They're like, this is actually pretty good.
1: This is very good. <laughs> this
2: is very but, but in Egypt, they have the thing. I don't know if you remember, Rami, but like if you go at a shop and you order like a bowl of kushari, um, and then you finish it, the dude that owns the shop will be like, do you want a kimala? Which is literally a continuation. Right. Yeah. And yep. a kimala is basically just a tiny bit more to fill in the tummy. So it's like a continuation of the space in your stomach, basically.
0: <laughs> I, uh, it, it is rare that I make it there because I always got the big bowl. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, the Egyptian foods are all, I think they're, they're some of the simplest arabic dishes you come across like at least the ones that are super traditional in in egypt um uh, you have ful right oh my god fool uh, is also one of the it's uh fava beans and it's usually like
1: a breakfast dish food right
0: right it's a breakfast dish so it's it's um a mash of beans with usually olive oil a bunch of veggies and you eat it with bread right that's it uh and it's so mighty. And I, re- I remember as a kid just being like, Dad, I don't want to eat this. Like I'm going to be full all day. And my dad just looks at me, that's the point, boy. Like, eat the food. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But the thing is like every time I eat that I can like almost visualize and see how my IQ is dropping <laughs> with, with every single bite I go like I cannot speak words anymore I, I cannot articulate
0: <laughs> and it's a warm country and you're eating it and you're just like sweating food you're like oh why God. are we doing this to ourselves uh, but it's so good it's so good as well yeah, it is um,
2: impossible for you to do anything useful after you have food Impossible! <laughs> you're just eating it, and you're sleeping for the rest of the day. Like maybe you'll stand up and drink some like very dark tea, and like you know, it's basically it's a call for help. Like maybe this will help me digest. <laughs> right. It wouldn't. Nothing's but, gonna help you. But the you're on your own is now. D-
0: The Egyptians just go and they go, like, and they go build buildings outside in the sun because it does give like <laughs> infinite energy. They're just like what. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we have food, let's go. So, uh, I won't need to eat for the next six weeks. So I had kosher yesterday night. I had fool in the morning. My body is on pause. We'll get back to it. Yeah. The biggest point of uh,
2: of um, of uh, food conflict between Egyptians and Jordanians is um, what is the falafel made out of? Oh, yeah. In, yeah. in Jordan, falafel is made out of chickpeas. And mm-hmm. in Egypt, it's tamia, and it's made out of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which to me is like, why would you do this to yourself? You already have the food, and then you are eating tamia with the food. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not eating. You're not only eating the paste. You're also eating the deep fried version of the paste. It's like basically you're you're a person with a death wish. That's what's going on. We're just, we, <laughs> we just have we just have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what y'all are doing
0: with your very
2: are. arguable chickpeas right. hummus. Hummus and Hamas is, is the basis of Jordanian cuisine. Of,
0: of, <laughs> Everything
2: starts from Hamas. It's the fountain of life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. So we. The problem is we have the Nile. Uh, so yeah. we did, that's already Umar Dunya, you know, that's, that's the fountain of life. So, so we just can't, we can't have two, we can't have two mothers of the world. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that's, that's probably true. what happened. That, that must be what happened. Wait, um,
2: what, what in Iraq, what does, uh, you have, you have a version of falafel? To be
1: quite honest, I don't really know. My mom wasn't really that fond of falafel, so... <laughs> <laughs> What? We'd have it once in a while but uh for us our our staple like our day to day is probably bamya which is like an okra oh, bed, yeah. uh, okra stew uh and growing up as a kid it was one of my favorite meals and now I cannot stand it i think i overdosed <laughs> on
0: okra i was i was the opposite i i looked at it and i was like nope <laughs> do not want it i do not want it yeah. we well, had bamya and you had uh, molokhia and like yeah. the, those kind of dishes and i would look at them and be like Can I have the full, please yeah because the texture
1: is really off-putting but when you get used to it when you're like growing up that's that's what we had on a day-to-day every every that is like the only dish that didn't have meat almost every dish that my 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 parents prepared was like a meat dish with something else except
0: for for bamya so um it's a
1: staple it's a day-to-day
0: how
2: do you guys
1: make the bamya
2: because ours has meat in it we don't have to. Oh. We
0: don't. We don't have time to fight over this, Fauzi. Like I think all of our countries have different. All of our countries have different bamiya, and I'm sure. Like, if people want to turn this into like a fight show instead of a talk show, we should argue about how the food is made. Because I think even within the country, even yes. within the countries, there's going to be like I remember the Egyptian family was like, you know, everybody had their own recipe, but they're all Thetas' recipes. They're all my grandma's recipes. Yeah. But you would go to a different family, and they would put food on the table, and you're like. What is what, is, what this? is this? What is this filth? <laughs> yeah. What is wrong? With, what is wrong with you? Why don't you make the food properly like my grandma made it? And they're like, "This is how my grandma made it." And it's like, what? your grandma was wrong. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's you don't travesty. say that. You never say that. But you think it. But, I... but across country lines, I think it's way worse, right? Like we, we, yeah. like if there's there there's there's tension between the Arab countries, but no tension as big as the food
1: yeah of course it's like who where did kebabs originate everyone knows it's iraq but other countries seem oh, to like, okay. argue about it anyway <laughs> right <laughs>
0: like, hmm, i'm so i'm so glad i'm editing
2: like most arab countries like <laughs> people from <Even> turkey from <laughs> iran <laughs> in one fell swoop this insult will make it all the way till the borders of china <laughs>
0: i I do love that though like food is so important in the culture right it's such a cornerstone and like i think 90 percent of my fun stories about egypt or about the arab world revolve around food right whether it's uh whether it's ramadan or just sitting like we my my teta had 12 kids right like big big family and we would all come together in our living room with the kids of her kids and it would be like 40 people in this tiny living room and there would just be newspapers all over the yep. floor, right? Yep. Folded out so that they would cover the floor and just like infinite plates of food. I don't know how Teta made them. She was like 60-something years old at that point. She was a, a small woman, short legs, so she would sort of have to like waggle to the <laughs> living room. But in, in, as soon as she was near a kitchen, that was her domain. Like yeah, you do crazy. not touch, you do not come near, like... Tata is doing her thing <laughs> and, um, and like just the variety of food, like the, like the pigeons or the doves. Uh, I, if, you would, if you would put that on a plate for me and say, like, it's pigeon or dove, I would be like, uh, mm, not, <laughs> su- not sure I'm going to eat that. But when Tata made it, yeah, no, of course, Tata made it. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> she, made, um, she made fatir. Did you have fatir?
2: Mm, I know what uh, it is. It, we have a different version.
0: Of- it's, it- it's sort of like pancakes.
2: Yeah. oh okay yes it's a um, uh, what is called in, uh, yeah, it? yeah also do,
0: don't do you just love when you go to like a, an Arab restaurant in the west or anywhere else in the world that they will they will they will name everything as if it's yes. like very fancy and it just means like mixed plate okay. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly like, like you know you'll see something and they'll write it <laughs> as if like this is a big deal and it's like
2: an assortment of fish. Covered yeah, this-, <laughs> it's just, this means
0: fish. This means <laughs> vegetables. The this best, means- the best example of that I've
1: seen is I went to an Ethiopian restaurant one time that had the Hunter's plate, and that was the name for the mixed plate. And I'm like, yeah, that's how you do
0: it. Like, I feel like eating a
1: Hunter's plate every day.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um No, it's food is. I don't know. It's it's such a brilliant topic. I think we could also just fill like five hours talking about this. But we'd also yell at each other for three of them. Um,
2: we should we should get so, what, like um, uh, somebody neutral to kind of uh, <laughs> be able to me- to mediate
0: the fights that right. are inevitably nu- gonna erupt. A neutral Egyptian,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? A
2: neutral Egyptian. A yeah. neutral
0: Egyptian. Okay. I've
2: never heard of that before. But <laughs> as, as, as long as they agree,
1: kebabs come from
0: Iraq. I'm down. Just like that's a criteria. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad we just have koshary. that's our food <laughs> nobody contests koshary. no, no you can. like yeah, you could you could keep that one right <laughs> it's that's delicious meant
2: so, that's mad stuff so for us it's
0: right like, yeah. uncontested but then when you talk about like dessert you go like kunafa yes now it's a fight that's yes. no, what, what? <laughs> but we make the best but we make the best one no we make the best one but it's okay yours is pretty good second place is not bad Rami. This was a fun episode, Joe. all yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do should we should wrap up. This is we should talk food more often. We should we, we should, should figure something food. out with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this I'm was have uh, dinner this, now. Yeah, oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs>
2: um,
0: after yeah, after this episode, I'm definitely hungry. I need to eat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, this was another episode. I guess um, we have a Discord now. We don't know what we're gonna do with it, but we realized that you know we were getting some emails, we were getting some responses. We also have a Twitter account at the underscore Habibis, um, and we have a Discord. I don't know what the easiest way is to link everybody to the Discord, but you know, uh, put, we'll put a link. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a link news. in the show notes and on Twitter Tweet probably. Out. Exactly. Um, Currently,
2: I think if you join the Discord, we can only guarantee that you get flowers and good mornings
0: right <laughs> which are good and uh we'll, we'll we'll kind of see how the community grows like the clearly there's a lot of people that have been responding to this and thank you so much to everybody for listening we
1: appreciate it and we appreciate thank you. you very thank
2: humbling you. Yeah. we read Chocolat. all the tweets we read all the emails thank you yeah,
0: i think they might know that we like... mean <laughs> things from the habibis twitter like, <laughs> no one's gonna believe that uh, <laughs> If anybody says anything mean, it's Osama, okay? No Just one's going to yeah.
1: believe that, Rambi. Right? Be nice try.
0: If you read a
2: dad joke or any like uh, <laughs> oh, okay. crazy That's... claim about That's kebabs,
1: no then yeah. you know who it is.
0: <laughs> if, it, if it's a wrong food tweet, it's definitely Osama.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, okay. I got a brand now. <laughs> Good.
0: Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this was uh, another episode of the Habibi's Podcast. Salaam. 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 That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at THA underscore Rami. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Fawzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fawzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubailen. And the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea. With new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening and salam.